Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to season four, episode four of Bloomington Buddies. As always, it's myself, Emperor's Jackson. How What's are we up? doing on this lovely Wednesday? Doing pretty 30 good. Thirty minutes before afternoon. Yeah, pretty good, honestly. Uh, yeah, way warmer down here than everybody's expecting it to be the past few weeks. So yeah, I'm really I, liking I, that, especially in February. I put a sweatshirt on for my walk over here, and then I'm like, oh, I'm like hot right now. So <laughs> I think it's supposed to be like. It's supposed to get up to, like, 68 at some point this week, which is Dang. just insane. All so, right. It's time to talk about IU basketball. Yeah. It, so the last we spoke, they had just beaten Iowa. By the skin of their teeth. By the skin of their teeth. Then they had a home matchup against Penn State, and a lot of people were like, okay, that should be an easy win, and then I we remember, can yeah. then we can start getting in getting down to some games. You were yeah, I remember you were especially saying like yeah, that'll be an easy game. Let's move past that one, and then we'll. And it, it really should have been an easy game, but IU been. made it incredibly hard on themselves. They got out to like a ten point lead, and almost immediately to start the game, and in the second half, they just completely collapsed. I mean, it's kind of the story of this team, though, this year, you know, like even when we get a big lead at half, it doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't matter. There was no heart being showed at the end of that. I went to that game. You went to it. I, oh, sure. I went to that game. That was miser a miserable game to be at. I did not have fun at all. Penn State also shot 12 of 22 from three. These guys could not miss. God. And they won by 14 points, 85-71. And Penn State isn't even that good is the no, thing. No, they're, they're really not. Just had a but really good showing. Me, who was holding out hope longer than a lot of people, because what fun is it to just go through a season and be like, oh, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm going to try to find a way to be optimistic. But even me, I'm like, no, we're cooked. Seasons, we're cooked. Season, season's done. They're not, they're not going to do anything else. So going into last night's game at Ohio State, I was like, "All right, I'm gonna watch the game, but it's gonna piss me off. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm. I, I gotta watch it. Yeah, because I'm because I have to. But I'm not gonna have fun at all, and they're just gonna get blown out. I mean, the only only maybe minute glimmer of hope that they have left is if they beat Purdue, but it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. So I turn on the game, and they look awful. To start the first half, I mean, Ohio State was up 10 by the time there was eight minutes left in the half. They were up 12 at halftime. No one was shooting well. They were taking silly fouls. It was just an awful game to watch. And I'm like, all right, that's it. Their season's done. They're absolutely dead and gone right now. And then to start the half, Malik Renew picks up a technical foul for yapping at the ref. Ohio State scores, I think, the first seven points of the second half, and within a blink, they're up 18 points. And that's it. Their season's done at that point. They're down 18 points. They're about to lose to a team that has lost seven of their last eight, and they're, they're cooked. So what I did is I went and I picked up my friend from his 8 p.m. exam, and then I went back because I, I was chilling at their house watching the game. Yeah. And I was like, I'll get you from your exam. So I picked up. I come back. They're down like nine. All right, whoop-de-doo. And then immediately they're down 12 with seven minutes to go. Seven minutes to go. They're down 12. Last seven minutes of the game, Indiana outscores Ohio State 23-8. to 
The desperation was there. They were actually defending. They were hitting some really good shots. Trey Galloway caught fire down the stretch. They ended up being down two with 20 seconds to go, and they kick it to the quarter for Anthony Leal for his first shot of the game, and he drills it. I mean, Anthony Leal is just... What else does Woodson need to see? What else does he need to see? Give the kid more playing time. He he had some not great shots in the first half, but drills the three. Not only that, so now we're up one, and I'm like, a stop. Uh, my kingdom for a stop. They get the stop. Kalelware is all alone on a fast break, and his left leg just buckles as he goes up for this dunk. God. He he played it out. He, yeah. He'll be, I think he'll be fine. Yeah. But, of course, Anthony Leal is there to get the rebound because if he doesn't get that, Ohio State has a chance to go back again to win the game. Anthony Leal hits both free throws. Ohio State gets a real, like, a better look than they should have gotten to tie the game with two seconds. But they miss it, and the season is still alive for Indiana. It, I really don't think it is. I really don't <laughs> think it is. Like, the— this season for them to be still alive, they have to win every game. They have to win the rest of the games. Every single yeah. game. Every single game. It doesn't matter. Like, last time that we met, it was like, okay, if they win these four, they could possibly have a chance of having their season still alive. They have to win every single game for the rest of the season. They have yeah. to. They have to be Purdue. They have to be Northwestern, Nebraska, Penn State again. Like, they have to get revenge on Penn State, I should say. Like, there's just, there's no way any of this is happening i'm sorry i love you woodson i've been at your back this in uh, like the past three years but like this season is just if we're like it was a great game it was fun to see the comeback and everything you know but it's the one time that it's only happened this entire season you know i mean the a few days before it's getting basically blown out by penn state at home at home yeah so they just have to find some consistency and i really there hope is none where there is none. Yeah. I really hope, I really hope that this 18-point comeback win is just the turnaround moment for their season that they needed. It's the I Bad really, News Bears moment for them. I really, like when the Bad News Bears won their first win is because the other team had like eight players <laughs> and they couldn't play. Um, here's, something that I, here's, a, here's something that I think everyone should take away from this game. No matter how how down you are, how sad you are about your day, because I, I, you know, sometimes we have a bad day. You know, just know there is always somebody that has it worse. Find the Anthony Leal in your life. Ohio State has lost eight of their last nine after starting ten and two, at twelve and two. They started twelve and two, and then they lost to Indiana at home. And it has been downhill since. They have looked bad. And now this is in back-to-back games. They've blown, I think, a double-digit lead. I think they were up 10 on Iowa. Mm -hmm. And they lost that game at the last minute on the road. They lose this game at last minute on the last minute at home. It's looking really rough for Ohio State. They're sitting at 3-9 and nine mm -hmm. in conference play. That's just... Indiana, though, they are only <laughs> they're only a half game back of the four seed. Currently, it's Purdue at 10 and 2 in conference. 
Illinois and Wisconsin at eight and three. And then after those three, it's just everybody else. It's just everyone else. One game separates one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Like seven. There are seven teams that are separated by one game. Mm -hmm. Minnesota, six and five. Northwestern, six and five. Nebraska, Indiana, Michigan State are six and six. Iowa State, Penn State are five and six. Like I said, if they can somehow find a way to pull off an undefeated rest of the season, that's huge. That's huge for them. Because then in the end, it only comes out to six conference losses, which is still not great. But, you know, compared to what it could have been, that's amazing, you know. But, I mean, again, I don't... this The inconsistencies, like you said, of this team is just infuriating to the point where it's like, okay, yeah, it's clearly not going to happen. The only thing that they've been consistent about is being inconsistent, so... It just, it, they, I don't see a scenario in which they are able to pull off this kind of a miracle and still make the tournament. I really don't see it. We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm going to hold out hope as long as it's there. Um, I think they could afford to lose to Purdue, but then, like I, I said, I'm saying 20 wins is the mark. I'm telling you, 20 wins is the mark. I don't think that's right, though. Like, I, I th- like, because you have to think from, this perspective, we've lost every single ranked opponent that we've ever played then at that yeah. point, right? Well, here's Am the thing. I right on that? In order, like, in order to get to 20 wins, though, they're going to have to beat some good teams. That's kind of, that's, so, they, I mean, they go hand in hand. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't know, man. I don't know. I've, I've rooted for enough teams in my life where I've learned it's like, okay, there's a, there's a line that once you cross it, you just cut the cord. We'll, we'll see. That, that win, I hate that it, is just giving me hope for the rest of the year, but they did. Um, they couldn't just lose and put my hopes to bed. They had to come back from down 18 <laughs> points. So we'll see. Um, I'll, I'll make one prediction for the Purdue game. Okay. I don't think they will lose by 21 because that's what they lost by at home. I don't think they'll lose by 21. I, I th- really think they're going to. <laughs> I they will really lo- think they're I think, going to. I think they will lose by like 10. Because here's the thing. You're always better when you play a team the second time. I mean, They played yes. about as bad as they could have against Purdue the first time. I mean, so I yes, think they will play a little bit better, but they, they won't win. But we had the advantage for us last time. We were at home, you know. If we were at home this time, then I would I might be inclined to believe you. Like, yes, yeah. I think they would be better. They'd have the home They'd have the home field advantage, you know. Everybody would be behind them, screaming their heads off. But it's going to be the exact opposite. The fact that we got beat by 20 points at home— like, is there room for improvement? Absolutely. But I really don't think that with that kind of environment, especially Mackey Arena, like, that's not going it's, it's, it's to be in their favor at all. I really think that it's going to be a similar score to last time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out a few things that mm, will give you a little bit of confidence going into this game. I'm not okay. saying they're going to win. No, no. I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to win. I'm just a huge pessimist this episode. So, <laughs> Second time they've played them, they'll be better the second time around. Okay. Yep. I literally just forgot the second thing I was going to say, so that's <laughs> great. I think there's a chance Purdue just completely overlooks in this game. They're like, oh, we we beat the hell out of these guys, and we get it at home. Oh, let's just—I I think there's a chance they do that. I'm not I, saying they will. I'm just saying the possibility's there. I think it's a possibility. Yes, that's a good point. But at the same time, you also have to think, like, it's one of the biggest rivalries in college basketball. Like, no matter what happens, they're not going to overlook them, I feel like. 
I feel like no matter how bad the team is, like, yes, they can have that thought in their mind, just like, all right, let's steamroll these guys and then let's move on, you know? But at the same time, you also have to not really honor the the rivalry or anything yeah. like that. But at the same time, you just kind of have to know that it's not just another game for them, I feel like, yeah. you know? We'll see. And then lastly, I saw this this morning, but this came out at 8.36 p.m. yesterday. Okay. A Twitter account called John from Wrigleyville. Shout out, Cubs. <laughs> go, Cubs, go. Put out a post. All of, It's a picture of Zach Eady. It says, All-American Zach Eady of at Purdue or at Boilerball. Purchasing marijuana at Ascend River North this evening would hate if he got drug tested and the NCAA did something about it. Oh, my God. I don't know if Zach Eady is actually lighting up and, and smoking, but that's definitely something worth worth noting. That guy's got to be an IU fan. Why why you got to keep giving me hope now? (laughs) Why do you have to do that? So I'm going to actually, I I just, my friend sent me that tweet. I'm going to see if there's anything going on about this. Zach. I'll just look up his name. Zach Edie Marijuana. There's nothing if you just Google his name. So I feel like nobody's conducting anything right now. It's just that tweet. I guarantee you they won't do anything. Yeah. Not that not that they should go after him guns blazing for nah. smoking some weed, but no, like no. But I mean it's the it's still there. illegal in Indiana. It, yeah. <laughs> can't can't be doing that. Can't be doing that. <laughs> we'll see. IU Purdue this Saturday, eight PM. We'll see what uh what the Hoosier can do. There have been teams with less than a three percent chance to win that have won. <laughs> you know what? I'll give it to you. <laughs> just take everything you did so badly against them last time and just improve upon and it. And just don't do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Produced, I mean. Again, the, Woodson's in the locker room like with a whiteboard, and he's just like, this is the basket. The objective is to put the ball in the basket. Yeah. And Go then, do that. And then after Purdue, eight days to prepare for Northwestern in that big stretch of games. So we'll see. Well, we had eight days to prepare for what, what was for it? Illinois. For and Illinois. they came out really well against Illinois. Like, they really should have won that game. I remember that was the hype going into that game. It was like, oh, yeah, we have eight days to prepare, and we lost by 18. Or no, no, only eight points. Only eight they were points. tied with, like, I a minute to go, and then Xavier Johnson missed two free throws. Yeah. So, I mean, it just. It's there. I'm telling you. It's there. All right. All right. Time to talk about the women's team. Because they've been doing really well. They've been doing really well. Not um, as good as they did last year, but they're still well, I was gonna say, top that's, three Big Ten. That's the big downside for this thing is, like, with this team, they're really good. But every like when it comes to ranked opponents, it's not a good track record this year so far. Just lost to Ohio State on the road, granted. And, you know, granted, it was they kept it very close. They kept it very close the final minute of the game. Like, I think they were only down by, like, maybe three or so at one point, or three or two, maybe it probably was. But, yeah, IU kept it close at the very end of that game. So I don't think anyone's going to be slamming you for losing to the number eight team on the road by five points. No, that's the thing. And I think they're still ranked. Uh, yeah, they're ranked number 14 in this week. Um, they've lost to Iowa, uh, I think, only once. They play them again February 22nd. Yeah, so... They've still got some good matchups coming up uh, ahead of them to look forward to, you know. And like I said, 
they're a really good team. They're ranked number 14 in the country for a reason. The biggest blow for our team so far has been the loss of Sydney Parrish. She had a foot injury, I think, like two weeks ago, I think. So she's been out, but the team has been able to recover well without her, you know. And yeah, it's I'm not too worried, honestly, about the women's team. The women's team has always been really solid. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm not too worried, really, right now, at least. Because, yeah, we talked before the uh, starting the recording and everything. When it comes to the Big Ten for the women's uh, for the women's teams, it's Iowa, Ohio State, Indiana. That's it. You know, like those those are the those are the top three teams right there. And they're all in the top 15, I think, right now. You know, so. They're going to they're going to be fine. They're going to make the tournament. And as long as they can keep building upon what they've been doing well without Sydney, then they're going to be good. They're going to be good. None of those three teams, Iowa, Ohio State, Indiana, are going to lose to any of the other teams of the Big Ten. No. Like Rutgers, really Rutgers so. is down here sitting at 1-11 in conference play. Like, but, yeah, like you said earlier, the biggest thing to avoid <laughs> is to not overlook anybody. Because, I mean, for, uh, for, for Indy, I mean, the rest of their schedule is just Big Ten teams, you know. But you can't overlook anybody is the thing. No matter how much you think you have it in the bag, you cannot be overlooking anybody because the last thing you need to do is lose to an unranked, you know, Northwestern team going into the end of the tournament or the end of the season. So the way IU can win the Big Ten regular season title, I was looking at this earlier. Here's what would have to happen. They would need to beat Iowa at home, yep. which definitely could happen. Yeah. And then they would need Iowa to beat Ohio State at at home. Because, I mean, Iowa— Because then they would all be sitting with two losses. Yeah. So and they would all be one to each other. Shootout, It'd know? be one to each other. Which is, I think, the most likely scenario to happen. IU is actually the only Big Ten team that hasn't lost a game at home this year. They're 11 and 0 uh, at home. Who did Iowa lose to at home? They've I, lost twice, I think. Right. It was to an out of conference opponent, I believe. Let's. It was see. to Kansas State. Kansas yeah. State beat them at home. They only put up 58 points, which I mean, when you got a player that's damn near averaging 40 a game, and Kalen Clark. It's kind of that's impressive right there. Uh, who else did they lose to? They lost to Ohio State. That's yeah. the, those are their yeah. only two. 192. So it's yeah. not like it was a bad performance. They, run, they rushed the court, and then Kalen Clark, yeah, that's Clark right. truck sticked the fan, and then flopped. So I'm sorry. That's what she did. Like I'm, I'm not gonna keep talking about that. But we'll have to see. Ohio State's up to five in the country. Iowa's at two. I use at fourteen. So, yeah, I mean, as long as, yeah, like you said, I, I as long as IU beats Iowa and Iowa beats Ohio State, then it's, it's a three-way three -way tie. tie. And then there's the Big Ten tournament, which, I mean, anyone can win. If you want to get back to the men's team, I was I was talking to my friends. I'm like, they got to win 20 games, blah, blah, blah. But my friend's like, they could just lose out and then win the Big Ten tournament. <laughs> like, <laughs> then just win the Big Ten. I think, I don't mean to pick, I, this will be the last thing I'll say about the men's team, and then we can talk about the Super Bowl. Did you, I, I do have one other thing to bring up real quick about, uh, the, women's, about the women's team. Well, did, I was just going to say a big headline from this week. Did you hear about uh, Juju Watkins? No. She is a freshman at USC, put up 51 points. Damn. 51 points against the number four team in the country. Uh, was it number four? Yeah, number four team in the country, Stanford. And I'm pretty sure it was on the road, if I, if, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Good for her. 51 points, but this is just... An absurd performance, though. One, as a freshman. But two, yeah, 51 out of 67 total points for UFC 
or for USC, meaning she scored 76% of the team's points that game. And I mean, only three other players besides Juju scored in that game, and two of them just scored two points, and that's it. Like, it's just the definition of carrying a team. It's absurd. It's such an incredible performance, and I'm sure we're going to talk about it a lot. uh, I'll give you a similar performance. Uh, There's there's a girl at IU Northwest, go Red Hawks. (laughs) Um, I used to be I used to broadcast games for them and the, until they told me to leave because they were going to give it to somebody else. So uh, there's that. But I, this girl played at this. Her name's Jessica Carruthers. She played at Crown Point. Shout out, Eddie. And they played uh, my they played Lake Central in the like regional final. She dropped like 40 of their 50 points and they won. But here's the thing. IU Northwest, for all their games, they just have someone sitting with their phone, and they post, like, 10 Instagram reels a game. <laughs> and so since I follow them, obviously, it's all that my feed is. It's just is just, it's just all of those clips. But here's the thing. She has the, the ugliest jumper you will ever see. She literally, like, lifts both her hands behind her head and just throws the ball. It's kind of like the Larry Bird shot a little bit, though. It's, like, it, it's worse, though. But here's the thing. She does not miss. She just doesn't miss. Every game, she's dropping 40 points, 35 points, 44 points. Every single game. And it's not even... She will literally just spot up from anywhere. Like, mid-range, three-point, anything. And she just drills it. But yeah, like that's like what I just said. Yeah, the behind-the-head shot, I mean, that's all Larry Bird yeah. right there. I mean, that was what he became iconic for, I feel like. Well... Obviously, all the championships and everything, but but yeah, it's, that's really funny. That's awesome. All right, well, I'm trying to remember what I was about to say about the men's team. I was about to say something about the Big Ten tournament, and then I completely just forgot. This is what I used. Here's the thing. I think not only the part of the 20 wins, they got to win at least one or two games of the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. If, if they lose in the, no matter how, even if they get to the 20 wins, if they lose in the first round of the Big Ten tournament, mm-hmm. dumb. They got to at least win one, probably two games. Oh yeah. Which they were. The, they have to make it far in the tournament if they even want to be considered for March Madness. Well, they were the nine seed two years ago, and no one thought they'd make the tournament. And then they beat Michigan and Illinois. But, but then they have to play in like the. They played in the play-in. Yeah, the they play-in beat game, Wyoming, right? I think. But here's the thing. Who cares where they're at in the tournament if they make the tournament? I'll go to Dayton. First All right. four. All right. We'll see. Jury's still out on whether or not IU will make the tournament. Right now it's a no, but the potential's there. Let's talk about the Super Bowl. There is hope. Let's talk about the Super Bowl. Let's do it. I feel like we kind of said all there needs to be said in the last time. Yeah. I mean, everything that I said last time still stands today. I mean, about... Uh, about Mahomes and about Kelsey, they're the Brady and Gronk of this generation, you know? Like, by the time the playoffs come around, it's just they flip the switch no matter how bad they look during the regular season. It's just a different animal for them. They just become totally different players, you know? And, I mean, again, it's cliche. Is it stupid to say? Maybe. But there's just that level of talent that only comes around maybe once in a generation, you know? So... I, I hate to say this as, like, a sports fan, but going into this game, I, I just don't care. Like, I just don't care about, like, who's going to win or not. What's the better storyline for you? Is it the Chiefs I'd, I'd and rather everything see, that they've I'd overcome rather, this year? I'd rather see Brock Purdy oh, win. I was gonna as say. Like, like, I'm going to root for the 49ers, but I'm— like, I really don't care about either of these teams, if I'm being completely honest with you. I mean, that's kind of the, the, the I, feelings I, of everybody I hate, right I hate now, to you know? be that way, but, like, 
I, I, I'm, I'm focused too much on IU basketball to where, like, I just don't have energy to care about the Super Bowl. That's the thing. I feel like a lot of football fans agree with you, but at the same time, I would not be shocked, and I guarantee this is probably going to be the most watched Super Bowl oh, yeah. of all time. All the Swifties, of all man. time. All the Swifties are going to watch. And again, it's a great thing for the NFL. Yeah. Nobody realizes it. Like, everybody who's complaining about seeing Taylor up on the screen all the time, one, that's not her choice. She doesn't want that, you know? But the NFL, like... It's going to be so such a great thing for the NFL because there's so many new fans this year. Yeah. There's so many new fans. And, like, every single time that like, – I don't care that they show Taylor Swift every single time. Like, who cares? Like, it it's, it's such truly a, does not matter. It's such a weird thing to, like, get upset about. Like, just, just, yeah. just Col- move on. Yeah, on the herd, Colin was making a point. It's, I've, I feel like I've brought this up before. Maybe I have or maybe I haven't. But uh, he made a great point about anybody who's mad about Taylor Swift being at the games and blah, 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 you know. It's such an invalid argument. They're like, I just want to watch football. That's such an invalid argument because if you think back, I mean, think about every single time that you see Drake at a Raptors game. Think about every single time you see Jack Nicholson at a Lakers game in the 80s and 90s, Spike Lee at Knicks games, you know. Nobody says a thing. Everybody's just like, oh, yeah, that was so cool, did, you know? Did you see the—I don't know if we talked about this earlier. Did you see, like, the one suite at the college football national title game? In one box suite, Yes, yes. It was— Jeter, it was, it was, Jordan. It was Jeter, Michael Jordan, Stephen A. Smith, Travis Scott, yes. Spike Lee. so funny. And I was like, that is the most random group of people. It's not random, though. It's <laughs> kind the thing. of, like— I, I get what you mean. Yeah. But at the same time, I was, it, I was I, like, it's what's not the, random at all. I was like, what's the net worth of that suite? Of that, of that press box. Of that, bo- like, of that suite right I'm there. like, is it an overestimate to say it's like in the trillions? <laughs> I'm like. It probably is. It might be. You know what? Let's do the math right now. Okay, so Michael I, we, Jordan Hold on. We got it. All right. This is going to be you the rest. Ahead. We're ending the show with what the net. Okay, wait. We got to find everyone in that box. Okay. I'm. Here, I'll find everyone and look up their net worth. Okay, Mike. Here, I got you. you. Tell me. I'll look up who was in the box and you look up their net worth. And well, then we're I'll already at $3 billion right now for Michael Jordan, by the way. Okay. So, so here, <laughs> I'm just going to look up college. Fo- um, I don't even know what to look up. I'm just going to look up Michael Jordan college really? football. Okay. Dang. Sweet. It, it, yeah, genuinely, after only looking at two people, it might not reach the trillions. Honestly, I really don't. I think, think it I will. overestimated how you much probably a did, trillion. But we, we still, got, I feel like we still have to do the math, though. So Jordan's at three billion. Jeter's at two hundred million. Oh. Uh, let's see, who else was in there? Travis Scott. Yeah. I I I vastly because a billion a, a trillion is a thousand billion. So uh, I, Travis Scott is eighty million. So we're at three billion two hundred and eighty million. Uh, let's see, Stephen A. Smith, I think we said. Yeah, there was someone I think we're missing. Stephen A. Smith is twenty million, so that's three point three billion dollars. Spike Lee. Okay, Jordan is really doing some heavy lifting. Here. Oh, I doubt it. I. <laughs> all right, I, I, I no longer care because I, I no longer care. But, just those four, just but but still, you have to think between those four, 
3.3 billion, not bad. But, but I was I remember sure Jordan's doing 90% of the work. I remember <laughs> they showed that. I'm like, what is this booth? It's, it's, it's that was an incredible shot. Like I remember seeing that live and I was like, wait. <laughs> I see Jeter, I see Stephen A, I see Spike Lee, I see Jordan, and I'm like, what? <laughs> I think there's like someone else we're missing. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Let me see Spike Lee's net worth. About sixty million, so three point three six billion. There we and go. Then, I don't know who these other randoms are. There's like, but like, I don't know. That's still an incredible hang, though. Stephen A. Smith talking to some some chick. I don't know what her net worth is. We'll see. An incredible booth. Incredible booth. What 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 would you uh what would you pay to like be in that booth for that game? Nowhere near enough what they make. <laughs> like I'll tell you that much right now. Well, I wonder what like like if you ask someone that like like how much would you pay to like watch the national championship in a suite with Move Michael Jordan, Derek Jeter, Travis Scott? <laughs> I wouldn't say everything that I own, but like damn near close. That would be <laughs> such a fun afternoon. All right. Lastly, just start life over at that point after right. that's done. <laughs> to, to end the episode. Jackson, uh, how are the Blues doing? Let's do a Blues update here. I f keep forgetting that we're doing that. Bro was too busy preparing for women's basketball for a different podcast. That's part of why we talked about the women's. For he forgot he had to talk about the Blues. <laughs> forgot about my Blues, man. Uh, they. Let's see. Wait, they haven't really played. Actually, I forgot yeah, they this. Really I, played. I totally forgot it was the NHL All Star break. No, yeah, it was the All Star break. I'm so like, they yeah, they haven't played. So, so they haven't played. So they don't play so until. So you're off the hook Saturday. for Saturday. You're off the hook for your Blues uh, today. Tuesday. <laughs> all right, Tuesday. This just goes to show how much we know about hockey. Tuesday, February 13th, they're at they're at Toronto, and then Monday, February 19th, they host Toronto in St. Louis. They're doing like a big event. At some point, right? Like, they're—aren't they playing at, like, Wrigley Field or something like that at some point? I don't—I don't know. Yeah, I think the Blackhawks are hosting the Blues, and they're playing at, like, Wrigley Field or something. Really? I think so. That might be, like, the Winter Classic next year or something. Let me see. Yeah, the 2020—wait. Oh, okay, yep. 2025 Winter Classic at Wrigley Field. Yep, yep. Okay, so yeah, that'll be next year then. They want to see Bedard play, yeah, right? <laughs> so, but yeah, that's your that's your Blues update. Go Blues! All right, fourth is still fourth in the Central Division. So, all right, um, let's see the Leafs. I don't think yeah, because it's been the NHL All Star break. I, yeah, I, I, I totally I forgot that that was going on. The big development Leaf wise from the All Star break is people are getting mad at Austin Matthews because he was trying too hard <laughs> during the, the All Star game. Yeah, like he, I think he like ripped a slap shot like at Connor Hellebuck which like yeah you're a goalie that's your job is to take shots like that but like the other players were not happy with how hard he was trying like shut up I mean it's the all-star game so it's like what I understand the arguments for both sides I understand it for both just because it's you know how many times are you actually going to be an all-star realistically when if you're is, a kid growing up, hoping yeah. to be in the NHL, how realistic is it that you're actually going to be? When's the NBA All Star game? Because it's in Indy. Um, that is not this weekend, but next weekend, I believe. My my because I don't think 
they want to have the all-star game the same weekend as the super bowl i believe yeah my buddies were talking about like maybe going up there not even to go to the game or the dunk contest or anything but just to like walk around and just to be there yeah yes i'm correct so not this coming weekend but next weekend the weekend of february 16th is the all-star game i looked i was like because i i saw a thing on i have so many ticket apps for when i go to games and stuff to where i get like alerts about like events do you in my events in indiana it was like i was like we can go to the all-star celebrity game for 30 bucks (laughs) and my friend's like i wouldn't go to that for free dude like i'm sorry i mean the downtown atmosphere i feel like it's gonna be really cool though is the thing because like indy's weirdly a really good place to host big events whether it's the super bowl whether it's the march madness tournament like indy like indianapolis is an underrated city in my opinion it's a great city. It's a great city. So there's definitely some parts of it that's kind of like uh, you get you yeah. get you get past like Lucas Oil and then like yeah. So but I mean like downtown Indy is uh is is it's pretty fun, nice. Man. It's fun. I haven't been there like as much as I've been to Chicago. Yeah. But I've been to Indy my fair share of times and it is is fun. It's a great city, man. Yeah, like you said, people give it people don't give it enough love, I feel like. So all right. Did you have anything else? I think that's gonna do it. I didn't really have much for this show, but we'll see when March Madness like comes around. Mm-hmm. I just realized we're gonna. Ha- Ooh, I just realized. So the March Madness tournament always starts on thir- uh, on a Thursday. Yeah. So we'll get to the Wednesday before March Madness. We can do like a whole. We could. We could like. Oh, do, there we, we go. We can do brackets. Yeah, that sounds good. That'll be fun. Fill out brackets then, and then yeah. That I'll probably already have like my. That. I'll probably already have mine filled out by then. I've got a bet going with my dad right now on how far Purdue's gonna make it in the tournament. He thinks they're gonna win it all. He thinks Purdue's gonna win it all. And you have how much that says they don't? Yeah, yeah. I think we have a certain level. So like, if they win it all, I owe my dad like fifty bucks. And then if they make it to the final four, then I owe him like twenty or something. And then if they get out before that, he owes me. If they get out before the final four. Yeah, if they get out before, I think it was actually before the Elite Eight. Yeah, I I was pretty confident in that. I'll have to double check the the standings of the the bet and everything. I know every, every year people say that Purdue is like different this year. Everyone's saying they're different this year, which, yes, I they I, are, I, I think. Yeah. But I, I just don't think that. I Look, the team that I saw play IU was on a mission. And that's – but here's the thing. They they might just lose to a 16 seed. How do you – how comfortable – I was going to say. Like, I don't, the past like, two I don't years, know. I have no idea. The past two years, they've been gone within the first two rounds. So it's like – like, what makes me think this team's going to exactly. be any different? It's it, the exact same I team, know. you know? Like – well, I mean, then again, all my everyone friends, was, all my friends that are Purdue fans are like, well, Virginia lost to a 16 seed and then won it all the next year. I, I was going to say, I mean, I, I guess I can't really be making that argument because I hate to bring it back to this, but Michigan has the exact same team three years in a row and they just won. So I, I guess I can't be saying that either. But, but yeah, I just the way that they've played come tournament time, I just don't have any confidence in them, you know? I don't well, know. Well, you could have said the same thing for Michigan because uh, they no, lost that's, to that's TCU exactly and point. Georgia. That's exactly my point. That's what I was saying. Like, I can't really be making that I'll, argument. Though, I'll tell you thing. right I'm now, though, a hypocrite, so. the team to beat is UConn. I, f- I mean, you, I feel like at the point, right? At, right. If you, I, f- I feel like Purdue is the is if the team you to beat, met, if you put UConn and Purdue on a neutral court and had them play ten times, I think UConn wins eight times. Really. 
I think UConn's guard play is so good. Like, look. You think eight times they beat them, though? Yes. Their guards are crazy. They just slash to the rim effortlessly, like almost every time. And then they got Cam Spencer. They could just kick it out who for three anytime they want. He was annoying as hell at Rutgers. Mm-hmm. He's being annoying as hell now. Like, if, if Purdue played UConn, who am I taking? Braden Smith and Fletcher Laurel, two guys from, like, suburban Indiana? Or am I taking two guys from, like, the Bronx that have been playing, like, on the streets since they were, like, 12? That's literally what you—every year UConn has guards like that. That's what Kemba Walker was. Mm-hmm. That's what literally—every year they have people like that. I also think—Dan Dan Hurley is also a really good coach. Yeah. Really good coach. I think he might be the best coach in college basketball right now. I mean, this year— With all these guys, like, retiring, like Coach K and all that. I think right now, I'd take Dan Hurley over any any coach in college basketball. I mean, this year in particular has been such a good year, though, for, like, the upset. So that's part of the reason why I think Purdue won't make it too far in the tournament. But that's everybody's been able to upset. every year, though. I don't know about that, though. This year especially, like, a lot of big teams have gone down to teams they shouldn't have lost to, you know? So not really Purdue though. I mean Nebraska, which gives them more of an ultimatum to lose. I know. Like <laughs> I don't. I don't even know why I'm defending Purdue so much. Well, you're being more objective than I am. Well, you're being more objective than but I. But like they also could just lose. Like they've done it the last few years. I don't know. I'm not gonna pick them to win at all. Here's here's the thing. How confident would you feel if you're in my shoes right now that they don't make the Final Four? I. How, how confident would you here's feel in that bet? I, I if think, you made that, de- that bet I with think my dad, if they how get, co- Here's confident. the thing. I think if they get to the Sweet 16, they'll make the Final Four. Then again, though, like, no. Because, yeah, I think if they make— Because they're going to be in the Midwest region as a one seed. So they're going to be playing at least somewhat close. Mm-hmm. To, I don't know where the Midwest region is this year. But they're going to be playing at least somewhat close. I think if they get there— like when they get to the big stage, they'll come through, but they just gotta not overlook the 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 nine seed that they're gonna play or whatever. I mean, they got kicked out by the sixteenth seed last year, so I know. it's like and it's also like they haven't made a final four since nineteen eighty. And IU has like three national titles since then. <laughs> well well, I I really don't know. Cause here's the, here's what always ends up happening when I pick my bracket. This goes for any bracket I make, and it's a bad way to make a bracket. Don't do this. I go, I look at every team and I go, okay, why will they not win? I never pick the number one overall team because the number one overall team hasn't won since like 2010. Yeah. So I, I'm like, all right. So, so like, let's say UConn, I'll be like, all right, can't pick UConn. Can't pick Purdue because, well, they're Purdue and they're going to lose somehow. <laughs> and then I'll be like, ah, do I really like Houston? Yeah, they're good, but sometimes their offense lags. And then I'm like, Okay, guys, I'm picking Iowa State to win it all. <laughs> like, that's that's what happens every single time. But I, I think a lot of people agree don't, with you on that. Don't make a bracket like that. Well, I just think a lot of it. people agree with you on that, though, just because of the branding of this tournament. You know, it's March Madness. I I, I would be surprised to learn if anybody, true, like, how many people truly pick the number one pick overall to win, you know? Because every year, everyone picks them. Every year, it's like 25, 30% of people pick the yeah. number one overall team. They have it once since 2013 when Louisville was the number one overall team. And that's one of two years I've gotten the champion right. 2013, I picked Louisville to win it all. They won it. Yeah. 2015, I picked Duke to win it all, and they won it. Haven't been right about a champion since then. <laughs> it has been eight years of me picking the champion wrong, so... We'll see. I picked UCLA last year and they lost. So yeah, 
I don't know, man. It's exciting, though. I, I, I'm, an, I'm excited for the episode right before the tournament starts. That'll be fun. That'll be good. I'll tell you how my bracket will go. Every single year, all the upsets I pick won't lose, but all my, like, big teams will, like, make it to the Sweet 16. I'll be like, look, I got, like, 12 of the Sweet 16. I still have all my Elite 8 teams and all my Final Four, and then they all lose. And I'm yeah. like, okay, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> well. <laughs> we'll see. This year, I'm getting the perfect bracket. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed. Maybe I'll get a bracketology out for next next episode let's let's plan on that all right have a good day everyone